0: hey there horror fans david howard thornton here art the clown from the movies terrifier and the upcoming terrifier 2 and you're watching the astronomicon youtube channel if you like what you see drop a like and subscribe kill you later
1: <laughs> we are here today myself my name is chuck reeves i am joined here by the astronomicon champ himself <clears throat> justin pruitt yes sir. and of course joining us a very special guest For this episode, his name is David Howard Thornton. You may know him as the terrifying Arthur Cunholt. I got the round of applause button this time. You have a button. Look at that.
2: Very good.
1: (laughs) So we get a a round of applause for him. Thank you for taking some time out of your quarantine day to join me and Dustin here. Uh, I know the last time we spoke was back at Astronomicon (laughs) in February. Probably the last time we spoke too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably Seems like one a different of the time. <laughs> that's that's what I was gonna say. Is like Astronomicon was the last regular ass thing to go down for a lot of people prior to all this COVID nonsense. Yeah. I, think
2: oh. I had one con the the weekend if we after, only knew, <laughs> and everything else got canceled right after that. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did like one other convention in, uh, um, I think, Pittsburgh right before all this happened, like a week or two before. So it's just like, wow.
1: (laughs) Well, do you remember anything from Astronomicon? We tend to take some pride in Astronomicon being a different type of convention. Uh, Did you happen to notice that this year uh, during your first visit? Do you have any particular memories, something you might remember that is only happening at Astronomicon? Did he oh, freeze God. up? <laughs> well, I got my very first.
0: I, I, I
1: um, am I still there? Yeah, there... you're here. I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay. You're back. Okay. Yeah, cool. I got you. Okay. That's a
0: good thing. Who knows? Oh, gotta love technology.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got my very first, uh, 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 hockey jersey. So that was a,
2: that was a new thing for me. So it's like, wow. Oh. The custom art, the Clara, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh yeah. Jersey. Very nice. We made a few uh very uh, cheap jerseys that year, but that one was by far one of the coolest, most sought after.
0: Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, I got it in my room.
1: <laughs> the Astronomiconers, they love their jerseys, man. I definitely have mine hanging up in the other room and those Those art the clown ones were quite uh quite rare. I know people were on the hunt for those uh for the chop top yeah. ones. So you you got your first jersey, anything else? Did any of our uh Our con goers scare you. I know some of us can be a little bit uh, intense, (laughs) to say the least.
0: Oh no, no, I didn't. No one scared me, so that that's a good thing.
2: (laughs) Well, that's good.
0: I'm I'm, I'm from Alabama. I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff. So, (laughs) well,
1: that's a great. Go ahead. That's a that's a great segue. You know, before you were Art the Clown, before you ever stepped foot on a stage, you were just a hit kid growing up in the shadow of a tranquility base there in uh, huntsville alabama mm, uh yeah. surrounded by teachers and engineers and astronauts yeah uh, <laughs> you don't think do you, of that when you think of alabama <laughs> you don't but uh, i went to space I've, camp when i was about nine yeah. years old so i spent a little bit of time in huntsville uh yeah how did you go from you know such an intellectual and highly educated background to deciding to make it to the stage after you had already <laughs> even put so much work in towards your own academic achievement.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird because yeah, I got my uh, degree in elementary education. I, I come from a family of teachers, like four generations of teachers and engineers in my family. So that was quite a you know different career path for me. But it was because, um, well, I, I mean, I grew up doing theater my whole entire life. I loved doing it, but I was trying to be very practical about what I want to do with my life. Uh, Because I was like, well, you know, acting, there's not necessarily a a stable career path in that, you know, but teaching, at least I will have a steady income every year and I can still do acting on the side. So I was trying to be pragmatic. And then my um, mother unfortunately um, passed away from cancer back when I was in college during one of my final years in college. And that kind of like threw a whole different perspective at me about life and everything like that. just like, you know, I realized my life's too short not to do what you really want to do with your life. And so I, I really thought about it hard. And I realized one day when I was in my classroom reading stories to my kids and doing all the fun voices and stuff like that, I, I, was, I was getting more fulfillment out of entertaining my students rather than teaching them. And I was like, well, you know, this is what I need to do with my life. I'm supposed to be an entertainer. This is what I feel like I'm put on this earth to do. So Why not do this? Why not give it a shot? If it doesn't work, it doesn't
2: work. But at least I tried. Yeah, that's all you need to do is try.
1: (laughs) Well, that's that's a super brave attitude to have, you know, to grow up in this situation where you had this love for this art, but you also had this intellectual cap that you yourself Mm -hmm. had put on it this pragmatism and that you were able to remove said cap and let that dream overflow and uh you know commence your whole life is amazing so you get these theater aspirations broadway Mm -hmm. aspirations you make the move to new york How, how does that happen how does that go down how do you enjoy that is it stereotypical did you get mugged
0: Oh, no, no. Never got mugged. (laughs) That that was a funny thing, too, growing up in Alabama. Everybody's like, oh, you're going to get mugged up there. You don't go walking around at night, especially in Harlem or something like that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be fine. (laughs) I've walked around like streets of new york at two or three o'clock in the morning and i felt totally fine and i, I there were there are areas in my hometown that i i felt less safe in so i was just like this is it's a stereotype it's How like the, a, does like, it happen yeah sure from time to time but you know that's everywhere <laughs> but so you live in a city and yeah it happens everywhere so it's just like it's just like you hear about it more because of New York City and it's, it's nine million people living here. So, of course, it's bound to happen. But, you know, you can't live with that kind of fear.
1: You know, it's the stereotypical story, whether it's New York, L.A., your fresh faced green as the front yard actor hops off the bus it's always the bus it can't be the plane it can't be the train it's always got to be the bus yeah got one bag and then immediately they lose everything so it's a stereotypical kind of story but it seems like your transition to new york was uh fairly uh fairly smooth you started booking gigs right away uh you brought up voices yeah i did uh you brought up voices you do over 200 reportedly
0: Wow. I, I do over 200 voices, yeah.
1: <laughs> and, twi- and 25 it, it's, different accents.
0: Yeah, it's this uh, weird skill set that I have. I can't catch a ball to save my life, but this is what I can do. So it's like <laughs> I I look at it this way everybody has certain things that they can do, and this is what I can do. So I, I'm trying to capitalize on it.
2: <laughs> hey, Matt, that, do you have character names for each voice? Do you have, uh,
0: do you yeah, have- yeah. Well, most of them are, you know actual characters so it's just like like Bugs Bunny and stuff like that so it's just like (laughs) Uh, good good. and then I sometimes um, have just done variations and made up my own voices off of them but those are usually characters I play in something so it's like oh well that's that character now so
2: (laughs) good I do that a little
1: bit too but it's more just the the voices in the head coming out you know (laughs) and they all sound the same except I'm sure just one's meaner
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, whatever do any, works.
1: <laughs> do you have any favorite voice actors from history? Like, are you a Mel Blank guy?
0: Oh, God, yes. Are you, uh... Yeah. Um, oh, huge Mel Blank, uh, huge uh, Dawes Butler. Uh, of course, you know, Rob Paulson and Mark Hamill. And, you know, gosh, there's so many. Maurice LaMarche, Billy West. <laughs> I could go on
1: and on and on. <laughs>
2: right. Of the great ones. There's many. There's
1: too many I'm, t- a, I'm a hank azaria guy personally oh
2: hank azaria of course yeah you know you
0: even have like june foray who was up until the day she died she was still doing voiceover work which was amazing she was like I, I, like late 80s early 90s when she passed away
2: yeah
1: so you've got no actual formal training whether that be in theater whether that be in clowning whether that be in voice acting Right, but, right. I, I
0: mean, I, I didn't go to college for it, but I, I took classes from time to time in the city and stuff like that. But not,
1: you know, you're quite the maestro with your facial expressions and, you know, your body contortion. And I know that you were the understudy for the great Icelandic clown Stefan Karl, who's uh, famous yes. from uh, the show Lazy Town. For any of my parents out there who may be stuck watching that weird stuff. I know he taught <laughs> you a lot while you were on the road with him.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. He was a he was a great, uh, you know, I would say a great mentor because I, I, I grew up doing a lot of physical comedy because I was inspired by the great physical comedians uh, from a film like, you know, Keaton Chaplin, you know, Harpo Marx, Jim Carrey, Doug Jones, uh, Rowan Atkins, all those guys. I, oh, I learned okay. so much from watching oh, them. The oh, Yeah they're all fantastic and I, that's i modeled a lot what i did off of what they did but i never had anybody that could help me really fine tune all of those skills and when i understudy with stefan he really was able to take me aside and like okay you're great at what you're doing this but here let me tweak some things with you and this is going to make it that much better and it's fantastic you see a lot of stefan in my performance of art i would say
1: Yeah, I actually heard that one of the things you would do if you ever got hung up inspirationally in your performance of art is you would actually go to a WWSD place of uh, what would Stefan do. And I found that to be quite, you know, quite uh, interesting because for me it would be grow a big old chin and uh, disturb the (laughs) children.
0: Well, art does have that big
1: old chin, so that does help. It does. Well, those skills and influences really made Art the Clown one of the most iconic characters in modern horror, uh, combining the childlike wonder of, like you said, like a Mr. Bean or a Buster Keaton with the <laughs> obscenity of an Ed Gein. Now, how does somebody oh, yeah. uh, now how does somebody who's uh, able to function amongst normal people straddle that line? Like, this can't be a method type of thing. How do you straddle <laughs> that line between that, that childlike connection to the audience and that Hey, bro! I'm gonna cut you in half, and I'm gonna take a selfie with your with your guts.
0: I I don't know how I do it. It's just something I can do. I right? I guess it's just like, I, I guess it's because I you know for a long time I've been a huge fan of the Joker, and Joker has a lot of those kind of qualities to him as well. He has that gleefulness, but he also has that maliciousness to him, and I and I, I love that. It's a fun juxtaposition of those two type of mentalities. It's it's it's, it's just. I, I guess I can just pull it off. Maybe I'm just a little bit like that myself. <laughs> I've always been a little bit, you know, very mischievous, like mischievous trickster and
2: stuff like that too. So I, I knew to keep my eye on you at Astro. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's definitely like it's 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 a weird juxtaposition. I think it's one of the things that makes the character great and so memorable is that in one moment you can have this very funny, very poignant damn near you know sentimental moment with a clown and then the next <laughs> moment just be running for the hills climbing yeah. underneath <laughs> the blankets trying to hide from it and uh uh terrifier one i mean damn near you know occult cult hit terrifier two and three yeah. coming down the pipeline albeit now with a covid affected pipeline is there anything uh you can tell us yeah about it are you guys have you guys been able to work well through the quarantine situation well, we were almost finished
0: filming when we had to go into quarantine. Luckily, we filmed our biggest, hardest, most complicated scene to film in the, the movie right before the quarantine happened. So we lucked out there because that was the scene we were all stressing about. No. And it went off beautifully. I, I can't wait for everybody to see this scene. It's insane. It took a, about a week to film this scene. And it's there's so much going on. And it's so much stunt work going on just a lot of just may glad we got that in the can so everything we have to film from from now on is going to be easy right. i mean it's just a few little kills here or there that i have to you know finish up like if some of them i've already started two of these kill scenes but we have to like now we're bringing in the the uh the prosthetic work that we have to add into it so because you know, we had to take the time to do that so that's a good thing is like this quarantine has given damien a time to actually make these prosthetics and (laughs) and he's also had time to sit there and edit everything we've already filmed which is the big chunk of the film he's already been editing and like putting the music in and all the sound effects. So it's like, so whenever we can finally get out of the stupid lockdown, <laughs> we, we can just plug all the new scenes in. And that's, it. so we, we hope to get it out as soon as possible. I, you know, we've been hoping for a fall release, but who knows how that's going to be affected now, because it, we don't even know when we're going to be able to get back to set, but you know, we're going to try to get it out as soon as we can, because I mean, we, we want this thing out as soon as possible too. Cause I, I, we're so excited about everybody seeing this
1: thing.
2: Oh, I think we're all excited
1: Yeah Well it's... I know that oh. there, there are some There are some new things coming But you're returning clearly as Art the Clown uh, I know that you guys From the Sleepaway Camp uh, Film You guys got Felissa Rose in your mm-hmm. film as well She's making her first appearance And then you have a new female lead that you talked a little bit about an astro. She has yes. since been fully introduced. You want to talk a little bit about her because I know you guys are oh, yeah. really excited about her and her character.
0: Oh, Lauren Lavera. she's our, our new uh, our sc- our the new scream queen. I would say. I mean, she is. Something else, I, I, I just love her as a person, and I love her character in the film, too, because she's not your typical final girl, which is, you know, very weak, you know, some of them are a little bit weak-willed, and they're like the reluctant hero, she, she is a reluctant hero in a way, but she's like one of these badass characters, too. And her character is one of those kind of characters I think a lot of people can relate with, especially those that are in the convention scene, because she's a, a cosplayer as well, yeah. which is kind of fun. I, yeah, I, I guess I can reveal that because that doesn't spoil anything. But, you know, it's just like she makes her own costumes and stuff like that. So she, she's, a, she's a really kick-ass character. It's like we have some... The, the Well, I will say the climax of the film between the two of us is just... Balls to the wall, just craziness. And she has uh, a lot of fight training experience as well. She was actually in Iron Fist in, uh, on Netflix. And so she's a that Marvel one hell of That's an not a bad pedigree. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, she's, uh, I can't wait for you guys to see what she brings to this because that, that's the thing. It's like that was um one thing Damien and I always talked about. is like who's going to be able to go up against Art the Clown. Who's going to be his Laurie Strode? Who's going to be his, um, you know, Nancy, who's going to be his, uh, uh, gosh, totally blanking right now, but um, you know what I mean. Uh, It's just like, he has to have that worthy adversary. He needs... The Batman to his Joker, and it's got to be someone that can go toe to toe with him. Because you know he's a fat shit crazy character. You got to have someone that's you know not meek to go up against him. So the, that's what I love about her character. She's she's not a meek character at all. She's or she's a fun character. She's, she's got a lot of sass. She's got a lot of edge to her. It's just kick ass, kick ass woman. <laughs> so. Uh, I can't wait for everybody to be introduced to her because there's there's a lot of potential there.
1: Well, yeah, because Terrifier 1, uh, no offense to Art, was kind of one-sided when it Mm -hmm. came to the violence. There wasn't really a whole lot of uh, get back on the part of any of your victims, uh, whether they survived or (laughs) not. Um, I know you guys had planned for the first trailer for Terrifier 2 to be dropped during Texas Freightmare Weekend. Uh, Yeah. Clearly that plan has changed uh you said yep. he's he's editing are we due to get a trailer at any point that's what he's hoping he's hoping to get at least a teaser
0: trailer out to you guys sometime soon i've i've already gotten to see some of the footage that he's thinking of put, about putting into it and it's it looks great <laughs> well, so yeah cool. you know i, I think cool. i think it should be coming out soon yeah
1: well, we, <laughs> had, we had a picture of you in the quote-unquote new Terrifier 2 uh, get-up. That did quite well on your YouTube. Official set yeah. photos of Art the Clown released last week. Once again, put Art the Clown in the forefront. Kind of had a little bit of trending. Definitely in the horror community going. Yes. And uh, that trailer is definitely probably going to be one of those break the internet or at least the horror community type moments because people have been waiting to see what else you know you guys could pull off with this story <laughs> now the covid the covid19 kind of screwed the pooch every place and for everybody Oh, with everybody um, everybody now i know that you're strictly an actor on this project but there has there right. been any talks on how this may affect the actual release um, we're seeing a current AMC Universal spat. Uh, the theaters, uh, the future, excuse me, of a lot of theaters seems to be in question. And yeah. the first Terrifier, you know, its success came from VOD pretty much anyway. Yeah. So has there been any discussion as to whether you're even going to try a theatrical release? Stick to VOD.
0: I, I I need to talk to Damien about that, but I'm like, I, who knows? I'm like, I, I don't think this will hurt us necessarily as much as it's hurting you know a lot of these you know places they're doing the big studio releases and stuff like that because you know we already have the experience of just releasing on video demand and on you know blu-ray and dvd so yeah i think it's it, it, it's gonna be okay for us i'm like I, I you see what happened with uh the trolls uh movie that just recently released and they did it on hundred million dollars a hundred million i'm like well that's a good sign it's, it's a very good sign I'm like, no, technically, we would love to release in theaters because these are the type of movies, horror movies, especially horror movies and comedies are the type of movies that really should be seen with a big group of people in the theater that that you have that camaraderie there that that group experience, which makes it so much more fun. Yeah. So that's what I would hate to lose out on because especially the, a lot of the stuff we're doing in Far 2 I would love to see how a huge crowd reacts to this stuff as it's, it's also well you know just insane but at the same time I, I don't think we would be necessarily hurt doing another video on demand release you know you, you gotta go where you
1: can so <laughs> now there's another option these days it seems where filmmakers and the stars are taking the film out themselves and exhibiting it with Q&As and special events to create a more Mm -hmm. unique cinematic experience. Given your stage background, uh, I don't think it's out of the question that you show up on stage as Art during a 40-something night run of playing this movie in different cities, and you and him taking questions convention style. Kevin Smith uh, had a lot of success with his Jay and Silent Bob reboot film doing it that exact same way and given the current you know popularity of the conventions you see you you clearly see it yourself the in-costume photo ops being popular i'm sure if you brought this to different cities as a road show that this would go off gangbusters and you guys would uh would do more than fine and art as a character could get some face time with even more and more of his fans out there which i'm sure they'd love
0: hey yeah, it could it could happen. Who knows? Because we did that some with a uh, terrifier as well. We would uh, do like different releases all over, and sometimes I was able to go to them and you know do talkbacks and stuff like that. And those always did very well. So who knows? Who knows? We're 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 you know at this point we're willing to look at all options. I think, but you know this is of course it's all out of my control. This is all up to Damien and the producers yeah. and the production department. <laughs>
1: Well, unless you refuse to put the costume on every night. There you go. You you are art. Right, right. That now yeah, that's a question. Yeah, having that. having <laughs> having so such success. That be- having such success with such a role so early. Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like you've maybe I don't even like to use the word peaked, because that's a terrible way of putting it. But do mm-hmm. you think You've created a harder path for yourself going forward to create another iconic character.
0: I, I really don't think so because the, the the good thing about Art is he's a you know it's a different type of character anyway. He's silent too, so it's like yeah, it's like I'm a character actor, and you know it's like you, you look at Doug Jones who's played so many type of roles and he's created so many great roles, and he keeps on just creating even new roles and getting popular for those same thing with bill mosley you have um um gosh there's so many so many great ones like um um gosh uh gary sinise uh, he's great that kind of stuff too uh, i always go back know, to like ian mckellen patrick stewart Ian McCallum. i'm like yeah so it's just like that's the thing about being a, a character actor you, you can play so many different type of roles and you don't really get pigeonholed in that one role that way so I'm like, but if that does happen, so be it. I'm like, <laughs> he's a fun character and if I'm just known for playing art. That's what I'm known for. I was like, it hasn't really hurt Robert England any. That's
1: true. Yeah, I guess, I guess being an icon is not a bad spot to be in, regardless of the character. And you have such range anyway, which you've already shown, playing a who on stage, playing the Joker as part of the web series, and then moving on to art. What are you hoping for next for yourself after art? Are you hoping for any sort of specific type of role? Oh, would you yeah. like to develop another character? Would you rather just have it be a romantic comedy where you're running around the park holding hands instead of being <laughs> doused with hundreds of gallons of fake blood? <laughs> now I, I don't. I, I would do a romantic comedy, but I don't really
0: think I'm like romantic comedy material. But I would I would Run love to do Underplay yourself. <laughs>
2: you like a dream roll,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, like I comedy's always been my thing, anyway, so I would really love to do some good comedies, you know, <laughs> I'd love to do a good screwball comedy, especially that I, I miss those type of movies, I recently watched Rat Race again. I was like, God, this is such a fun film. We haven't had films like that in a while. Or, you know, the Austin Powers movies; those are so much fun. I'm like, Yeah, I would love to do something like that. But um, I already have two other movies in the pipeline right now. That um, one of them is with the uh, the Fuzzland Lens guys that have been helping out on the Terrifier films. They, they they played the cops and uh, the exterminator that I decapitated in Terrifier. But they're also working on Terrifier Two with us. So they're they're starting their own hopefully a whole new trilogy for them. It's called Stream, and I, I'm playing one of the main characters in that. So that I'm gonna hopefully start filming that this fall with them. And then there's another uh, film I'm gonna be working on next year called Spirit Reckoning, which is a uh, horror movie slash western. And I am not playing the bad guy though. I'm playing like the hero character in this. I uh, this cowboy that. Uh, is killed by the bad guys. He and his family are murdered and he's hung and burned alive and he comes back from the dead and he's you know, just a skull. <laughs> so he's kinda like Ghost Rider, I guess in a way, but not Ghost Rider. But it's it's a it's a crazy, crazy movie. So he's going out and getting revenge against the guys that killed him and everybody else that gets in his way. So it's That's going to be a fun film, too. And I'm going to be doing that with uh, Lou Temple and uh, Sean Patrick. All right. right.
1: Yeah, Lou Temple from The Walking Dead franchise, for people who don't know out there. Definitely a a, a Western-style cowboy guy with the handlebar mustache and stuff. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a can't-stay-dead-redemption.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou's playing one of the bad guys in it, so that's going to be exciting. Then uh, Sean Patrick Flannery's going to be playing. Uh, you know, he was from the uh, Boondock Saints. Yeah, and so many other things, but I, that's where I really know him from. But um, he's playing basically my my uh, best friend slash mentor in this, so it's it's very exciting to get to work with those two guys. And I'm excited to see who else they cast in it as well. So, and plus, I've always wanted to do a western, so I'm very excited about that too.
1: Are you? Do you have to ride a horse?
0: Oh yeah, I, I probably yeah. I, I used to ride horses growing yeah, up I anyway, that. so it's just. <laughs> it, it's been a while. It's been probably about twenty years since I've been on a horse. But it, like, I imagine that that's not going to be too much complicated, you know? Oh, like, oh, it's, yeah. it's just, just like a bike, a which means at any time you good. can. F-
1: yeah, it's just like a bike, which means at any time you can fall off and hurt yourself. <laughs> but... Yeah.
0: But exactly. I mean I got you know, that's all.
1: I really only have one more little segment. Um you are at the moment one of the most okay. famous clowns walking God's green earth and I wanted to see if we could get some of your thoughts <laughs> on some historic clowns and on some other famous clowns. So allow me to first off remove this clown from the screen. I have to remove myself. And the first clown we're going to talk about is uh we're going to go all the way back. We're going to go mm-hmm. back to somebody born in the 1800s, one of the first persons to okay. popularize clowning in this country. His name is Emmett oh, Kelly. Emmett His Kelly. character, Wary Willie, is who you're looking at there, was based on real-life hobos of the time. But uh the first thing I'm noticing is like the half blackface and I'm a little offended.
2: Yeah, it's Something oh no, that's
1: not
0: what that is. That's uh supposed to show like beard growth, beard stubble. But the the oh, white oh, you know,
1: that's... Yeah. Are you familiar with Are you familiar with this character, David?
0: Oh yes, very much so. Very much so. so. You, he, so you
1: he's like did one do your clown homework. You have done silent, your clown homework. Okay, so oh, silent yeah, clown. Have, is this is this colorized photo not doing him justice? Would he have been a black and white clown more so?
0: No, no, no. I mean, he was seen a lot because, you know, at that time they didn't have, uh, you know, when he was very popular, they didn't have color TV at the time. But, uh, no, that's that's what he did. <laughs> that, he's oh, he's such right. an icon, that, that look, the hobo look.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't look happy to me. But it, it looks slapsticky. It certainly looks enjoyable. The floppy, brimmed hat. And uh, just the general morose oh, on yeah. his face, unfortunately. Back when hobos used to get hit by hammers.
0: Oh, yeah. He was always around. sad. Yeah, he was always sad. He was one of those like sad sack clowns. That everything would just go wrong for him. So.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, so you knew <laughs> Eddie no, Kelly. All right.
0: like. Oh, yes.
1: All right. So let's go to this new one. This next clown. His name is Lou Jacobs. He is a 70-year veteran of the Ringling Brothers and Barlam and Bailey or Barnum and Bailey Circus, and apparently he works with animals. Do you think Art the Clown could ever work alongside some sort of trained mutt, maybe an attack dog, a mad pit bull or something?
2: <laughs> I would love that question. That would be
1: fun. Who knows? Maybe not necessarily
0: like a dog or something like that, but he might work with some other animals, like more like vermin or something. I think that that would make more sense with him. That would be funny. Rat, snakes, (laughs) rats,
2: crows, (laughs) rat.
0: Yeah, something like that. Like a trained rat. Now, would the rat also be be kind of funny? Would you get? Yeah, and you know, rat and art have the same letters in their name too.
1: There you go. Welcome to, welcome, welcome to the new segment called "Writer Better Movie," starring David Howard Thornton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Lou Jacobs. Now, clearly, he's got some like art. but different. Art's got some head shape uh, similarities with my man Lou here. Uh, yeah. Do you think clowns as a species are genetically different than humans? we'll get we'll get back to that we'll get back to that our next I, I clown so, yeah
0: because everything's up. a little bit more exaggerated
1: <laughs> bozo. everybody knows who bozo the clown is there was a different bozo i think in everybody's different tv market oh, yeah. i had i was actually on a yeah. bozo the clown television show on mother's day 1988 here in new england it was oh, one of oh the most horrible God. experiences That's of my bad. life did you enjoy bozo the clown <laughs>
0: I did. I, I watched the WGN version, the Chicago one that had his TV show on.
2: That's so the OG. I,
0: I grew up on that Bozo the Clown that that showed in my hometown. Yeah, he actually yeah, that- came, Bozo. That that version of Bozo came to uh, Huntsville when I was. I think it was nineteen. Yeah, it was uh, nineteen eighty eight when he came to Huntsville, and I, I got to go on stage with him.
1: Oh, that's fantastic! Did you play any of the games? Did you? Did you? The ping throw the ball, there, the ping pong balls into the I didn't bucket.
0: To, I I wanted, I wanted to play the grand prize game, but I they another kid got to do it. But I was like, oh
2: man. You sit there and <laughs> just get mad at how the, you're like. How are you missing these shots? You're right there.
1: Just lean over and drop it. I know. It in the I'm ball. like, dude, what's with dude. you? All right, let's keep it if moving like, here. It,
0: you want to have that kid that would miss the very first bucket? It was just like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Right there. just drop Nobody,
1: Nobody's eating lunch with that kid. Right that's there. that's what like I know. Nobody's eating away lunch away with that you. kid. How did you miss that? You could just go plunk. Our next clown, you may not recognize. His name is Kent McCoy. Uh, kind of a blandish clown. He's got the tight clown afro going on. Not so floppy. Not very colorful. Um, It may help if you see him from a little later. Um, he started as a birthday party clown and ended up turning into Coyne in Eli Roth's movie Clown. Um, In that film, the clown's power was derived from his costume and his getup. How much of Art's power comes from his appearance, comes from his ability to disarm people in advance, do you think? Do you think any of his power comes from his actual clowning?
0: Oh, I think so. I, I definitely think so, because that puts people at ease. It's, you know... It, that's that's his way of luring people in. It's just that that little bit of playfulness, like, oh, he's fun. Okay, he's not gonna hurt me. Then, bam.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, get you yeah. that guy. I'm not really. I'm not too worried about. I don't think he's gonna hurt me. I don't think anything yeah, yeah. bad's gonna yeah. happen. That's yeah. just a guy trying to make his son happy. Who found a terrible costume in his basement, and then you got this guy who clearly, clearly. Okay. He's trying to eat any or all of my body parts, and I'm not trying yeah. to deal with him either. That's the speaking, code, yeah. speaking of eating body parts, one of the most, most famous clowns, especially from the horror genre, the original Pennywise, made famous on television, no less, by Tim Curry. Do you think he had a harder job being terrifying than you did, considering he couldn't just cut people in half? given the TV ratings department of the 1980s and early 90s?
0: Oh, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because, yeah, there's only so much you can show on TV, (laughs) especially when you've read the book and the things that he does in the (laughs) book. That just shows how great Tim Curry is, because there's so many people that are afraid of clowns because of that TV series, because of his performance portrayal of pennywise it's like and it's funny to me going back and watching it now i'm like it's not really that scary to me but i can see how it would be scary to other people
2: yeah definitely
1: it's definitely. certainly it was certainly nerve-wracking for me as a kid uh living in mm-hmm. maine for part of my childhood and knowing that there are some there are actual places that inspired the the, the you know the locations within the book and uh, Maine is the type of place where there might be a motherfucker lurking in those, uh, in those sewers. <laughs> Here's the updated version of Mr. Pennywise. I still have refused to sit down and give up the time to watch it, parts one and two. Oh, um, you should. They're, they're fun. Now, these Pennywises, albeit different in appearance, different in, you know actors, what else is different about them?
0: Well, it's just like he's definitely more vicious in this see they're able to go with the gore in this a lot more than they could in the originals oh, yeah. so yeah I, I i definitely have to you know you know give a little tip of the, the the tiny hat to bill skarsgard as well for taking on this role and making it his own because he had literally big shoes to fill from you know what tim Curry brought to the character he he did his own thing with it, which was fantastic. Like, one of the things I love what he can do with his eyes, he can, like, move his eyes independently of each other. And it's really freaky. I'm like, I wish I could do something like that. Oh, that's so like
2: just, I-, I thought that was CG.
0: No, that's actually him doing that. Oh,
1: wow. That <laughs> <Yeah>. makes- <laughs> nah, nah, you got to leave. I'd be like, sorry, man, you got to leave. Like, I can't. Yeah. You're not allowed. You're not- no, we can't have you doing that. He's yeah. going to I know that there are some purists like myself who like Tim Curry, but I mean, you—you know—you gave Skarsgård the, te- the the tip of the hat there. I yeah. figure you got equal parts old Pennywise and new Pennywise in you with the way that Tim Curry was able to connect to those kids and mm-hmm. and nearly disarm them in those same ways. Uh, he did it with his one-liners and his words. You do it with your facial expressions and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and let's see, I got I got one more clown. This one getting famous. You know, more recently, you may not be too familiar with him. Um, apparently his name is apparently his name is Daniel Hernandez, and uh, you're going to be able to not see him anywhere uh, performing his clown stuff except for the internet. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about this type of clown? Very colorful. Um, took yeah. to working things on himself. I, I, it's a new style. I know that. Um, I yeah, know some old like- school <laughs> clowns aren't really uh, cool with it
0: what what did his mom do something to a bag of skittles or something i don't know <laughs> just
2: i don't know
1: yeah bless he's
0: the
1: he, he's the offspring of the dragons <laughs> from dragon tales because he just likes to tell tales and i could go with the rat joke but i don't have any stuart little clips yeah. loaded up right now Aww. and
2: uh, it's unfortunate.
1: <laughs> you dirty well, rats. You dirty rats. I appreciate you playing along with our little game, David. If you wouldn't mind doing me a favor, let the heads out there know how they can catch up with you on social media. They can stay up with these projects and how yeah. they can support you and your art through this quarantine, sure. through this COVID era.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm on um, both Instagram and Facebook under David Howard Thornton, so you can find me there. And also, um, because of the quarantine and stuff like that, I can't do conventions right now, but I do cameo videos where I yeah, I can record, you know, you know, personalize uh, recordings and stuff like that for people. I've been doing a lot for Mother's Day uh Oddly enough, I was like, "Happy Mother's Day from Art." But yeah, I I sometimes throw on my uh, trick or treat studio mask and stuff like that, so that's a lot of fun. I only I charge the same as I charge for an autograph, too—just thirty
1: dollars for that. So, are those masks out? Are those masks available? I know they were coming. Do you have an advance, or are they actually available?
0: Oh, they're out. They they came out last year. All right. So they, okay. Got I thought they the weren't coming costume.
1: out to this fall. I thought they weren't coming out to the fall. The actual.
0: Uh, re- I think they're releasing a, a new version of it, maybe this fall with blood oh, and stuff like that right, on it. So right, that's gonna be right. cool. Because I know some people have been doctoring them up and like putting blood and blood splatters
1: and everything. There are that. some good art cosplayers. I there's oh, one there guy are. running around who's living it and he's fucking scary because <laughs> oh yeah thing, it's one thing if it's your job exactly to be art the clown about. it's another thing to be like this is my hobby to be art the clown <laughs> two separate things entirely <laughs> well Dustin yeah. I don't know if you have got anything to add but uh I appreciate your time and uh taking the time here to join us David and uh thank you no problem everybody checks you out checks out terrifier too Enjoys this quarantine time to hit up Netflix and watch the original Terrifier yes. and see if they haven't what all the fuss is about. Uh, it's definitely a movie <laughs> that tore people one way or another. They either love it or hate it. Uh, it is as they're split over it as it is beautiful. They are split over it. Pun in fuck intended. <laughs> round of applause for you. You know what? Actually, we're gonna give you the big round of Thank applause. You. Thank you for joining oh. us here this afternoon yes. and uh till next time Thank everybody you. yeah this thanks. has been astronomical conversations